Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. Okay, so I'm going to look at the story of um, Jesus walking on the water and in particular Peter's venture out of the boat into... uh, into what Jesus was doing rather than staying with the, um, the, the, the crew. And I want to ask you this question this morning. Did Peter get out of the boat because it was a good idea or because it was a God idea? Did Peter get out of the boat because it was a good idea or because it was a God idea? And uh, we're going to look at the possibility that Peter had nothing to do with it whatsoever, even though it was him who found himself on the water. It had nothing to do with him in particular. In particular. So I'm going to read Matthew 14. Shortly before Jesus uh, dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Is there 26? And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear, 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid, and 28. Lord, Peter says, if it is you, they want you to understand. Peter asked this question in a way that sort of suggests that it wasn't him who asked the question. He says to Jesus, if it is you, he didn't say, I believe it's you, therefore I'm going to respond to that. He didn't say, Lord, I believe that it's you. And so he said, I'm coming to you. He says, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. You see, Peter was a man who was moved by the voice of God rather than his own feelings. Remember, he's on the the lake, uh, the shores of the lake, and he's um, cleaning fish. He's got his fishing net out. He'd been uh, been out fishing. He was a fisherman by trade. And uh, so he was uh, just packing up. Jesus walks past him. And all that Jesus said to him, follow me. And the Bible says immediately on hearing those words, he didn't consider the consequences of his actions. He didn't consider what it might pay, cost to follow. He didn't consider any of those considerations that we might consider when asked those questions. And we do consider those questions, don't we? If Jesus says, follow me, you'll say something like, oh, what about my family? What about my house? What about, I've got responsibilities. I've got a new baby I need to support. And uh, you better support that baby. And, um, you know, so those questions come to mind. But Peter didn't ask any of those questions, even though he's a married man. He simply got up and followed. Because Peter had a habit, I believe there's something in Peter that had a desire to see change, but really wanted to be the change he wanted to see. You know, saints, we can say, Lord, bring change to this world, but don't ask that you might bring change to this world. Ask that you might be changed so that you might be the change that you want to see in the world. Change the world from the inside out, not from the outside in. Amen? Hallelujah. And so Peter knew the voice of God. So uh, Jesus, because he heard it once before. And so he's standing on the, this uh, boat deck. Jesus is out on the water. And he simply says, Lord, if it is you, bid me come to you walking on the water. Understand that Jesus was on the water. He didn't say to Jesus, bid me come to you 
over the water, through the water, or in the water. He says, Lord, I want to be just like you. I want to walk on the water. And isn't that the greatest thing that we can ever want as a, as a follower of Christ, to be like your master? Isn't that the greatest call on our lives is to be like Jesus? You can get no deeper, I believe, in your personal walk with Christ than to be with, like the one that you worship. Amen? So I believe Peter wanted something in his heart. He wanted to be not only with Jesus, but he wanted to be like Jesus. And so he says, Jesus simply responds to that and says, come. So the question is, the question is, why did Peter get out of the boat? Was it a good idea or a, bad, a God idea? And number two, the question number two I'm going to ask this morning is why did he sink? It was Jesus who said, come. And isn't God's word the most powerful thing in the universe? Hallelujah. Why then did he sink? I mean, God created this whole thing. He created the very ground we stand upon. And yet he sank. So why did he get out and why did he sink? Now, the two reasons that, because I, I usually nut these things out. My wife accuses me of being an overthinker. So I usually nut these things out, rack my brain, I'm waiting on God. And I believe there are two, uh, two that I come up with. There may be several, but you can make up your own. You get in your own prayer time with God. Why did people get out, uh, Peter get out of the boat? See, and I want to relate to the story I've just said. This is not the first story that involved Jesus, Peter, a boat, and a storm. Remember in Matthew 8, previously they were all in a boat, and uh, Peter was there, John, all the disciples. There was a storm. And then uh, Jesus was in the boat. So Jesus in the back of the boat. He's sound asleep. There's a raging storm going on around about him. He's fully asleep. And so they wake him up and say, they say to him, don't you care that we're drowning? And uh, that, uh, that humanity, that fear of, of death is, is very relevant in that case. Jesus gets up, of course, and rebukes the storm. And um, they say to themselves, what kind of man is this? that even the winds and the wave obey him. You see, in that instance, all the disciples, including Peter, saw the power of Jesus. They all saw the power of Jesus. Now let's look at this story here. Once again, there is a storm, there's Jesus walking on the water. And of course, Peter says, if it's you, bid me come. See, I believe that Peter knew the power of Jesus from his previous experience, but now he wanted to know the person of Jesus. He wanted to know what it would be like to be Jesus. Knew the power. And in many of our cases, we can know the power of Christ. We can have uh, no healings. We can know deliverance. We can see his power in operation in everybody's life. Amen? But to know the person of Jesus, saints, you have to get out of the boat. You have to get out of the boat. You have to get out of the boat and begin to walk in the supernatural. Because you can't know Jesus in the natural. It has to be a supernatural experience. Amen? You can know the power of Christ. But to know the person of Christ, you have to get out of the boat. Reason number two. 
Oh, and ending that, try, ending that sentence, to get out of the boat, you need to know how to trust God. You've got, to have, you've got to trust God. See, Peter didn't go anywhere unless he heard the voice of God. As soon as he heard the voice, he responded. But you've got to learn like Jesus to trust God. You want to be like him? Then learn where his power came from or his authority came from. Reason two, was it in fact Peter's idea to step out of the boat? See, my dilemma is this. If it was Peter's idea, why didn't the others want to do the same thing? Remember, I'm an overthinker. I think these things over and over in my head. Take, for example, Dylan says, hey, I'm going to conference. And everybody, gets, everybody else says, yeah, it's a great idea. The more people, the merrier it is. So let's all go to conference. You understand the group mentality, don't we? I, I believe all the kids at our school, this is how smart they are. They've all synced up their urinal habits. Their bladder movements are all in sync. One person goes to the toilet, there's about seven people that follow them in. It's not only the girls, the boys as well. They're doing it the same. They're doing it as well. I mean, this group mentality thing is like one-minded, single thought. Hey, that sounds like fun. Let's go and do it. Why didn't these disciples, the other disciples say, hey, you're not getting away with that. If you're going to get out of the boat and go and go walk on water, I want to come with you. Remember, Jesus, uh, Peter was a leader. He said, you know, Jesus said, hey, go to Jerusalem, wait there for until I show power. And um, Peter says, hey, I'm going fishing. And they all followed him to go, to go fishing. Peter was a leader. Why didn't the others get out of the boat? Saints, I believe to get out of the boat, it has to be first a calling and it has to be a personal experience that only you and you alone can share. It's not a group thing. You can't invite all your friends to get out of the boat with you. You've got to respond to the call of God in your life. You've got to make that commitment to follow, step out of that boat, and go to where Jesus is. You can't take anybody with you. It is a personal journey that only you and Jesus can make together. Amen? got to be personal. Can you imagine Emma? Now, Emma's made a statement. She says, going to be a pastor. That's great. I think you have everything uh, you need for that role, to play that role. But could you imagine Emma saying, you know, one day everybody rings her up, hey, Emma, we're going to meet down in Maccas and have a burger. Just have some fellowship. Emma responded, sorry, guys, I can't come. I must be about my father's business. Can you imagine that? Sorry, guys, I can't come. Even though it may sound like fun, I have to be about my father's business. See, God is in the business of the supernatural. He's in the business of raising the dead. He's in the business of healing the sick. He's in the business of seeing salvation come to the lost and, and to those who have missed the mark. And for you to be in the same business, you have to trust your father that he knows business like no other. And as you join yourself to him, you will find those things taking place in your life. Amen? It's a personal journey, saints. Can't take everybody. I love coming to church, but in the end of the day, it's me and Jesus. It's just you and Jesus. Can't take your family. My wife can't come to, to, to Jesus through me. No other mediator but Jesus Christ himself. It's a personal journey. You have to make that decision. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. You see, if it wasn't Peter's idea, then whose? If it wasn't Peter's idea, 
and whose idea was it? Intrigued? Am I building it wrong? It was by faith. We understand faith, though. We like, some people believe faith subjective. Some people believe faith objective. Subjective means it exists in the mind belonging to the thinker rather than the object of thought. Objective, something aimed at belonging to the object of thought, free from personal feelings or bias. See, faith subjective belongs to the thinker. Faith objective comes from some other source received by the senses, and because it does not belong to the thinker, it is free from personal feeling or bias. You understand that? Subjective belongs to you. Objective, it comes from some other source. Yeah? You with me? You with me? Okay. See, I, I, I don't like teaching. I, I really don't. Like, I'm, I'm more of a preacher. I like banging at this and yelling and screaming. So if I was to use a classic example of what we could be described as subjective thinking, it would be Mark 5.25. Thank you. Thank you, Will. This is a story about the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5.25. Okay, and a woman who was there had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. In the next one, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. So understand, this woman had a problem, um, and she, um, she suffered it for many years. And the way of relief to her was to go to doctors. She lost all of her money. She spent everything she had, all her money, her energy, her time, and her commitment were all giving to doctors. And if one guy couldn't heal her, she would go to the next doctor and the next and the next. And she continued along that path of self-destruction simply by searching out somebody who had a cure for what she had. So instead of getting better, she grew worse. Next one, uh, Will, thanks. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. So now she has an ear to hear the doctor. She was thinking, you know, somebody would always say to her, like, we get referrals, don't we? If I go to a doctor and he doesn't know what's wrong with me, he'll refer me to another person and another person and so on and so forth until you find out what's wrong with you. So she kept going to doctors. Then she hears about Jesus and she comes up behind him because she thought. Now understand, because she thought. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be here. Because she thought, other verses says, because she thought within herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. See, that suggests to me subjective thinking. It says the thought came from the person uh, who was thinking this rather than some other source. So uh, she said... um, if I but touch. So let's do a little bit of cross-referencing here. Romans 10, 17. Thank you, Will. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. John six forty four. Listen to this. No one, absolutely no one, can come to me unless the Father draws him. No one comes to me. This woman with the issue of blood comes to Jesus because she thinks in herself, 
No. No. Sorry? No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up in the last day. Now look at 45. Keeping in mind, faith subjective or objective. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Who will be taught by God? All be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to who? Jesus. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned. What did that woman learn that day? The day she heard about Jesus, she learned that if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Did the thought come from her or was God speaking to her? Amen? Did she hear from the Father that day? The Bible doesn't say she, say she heard from him. It says she thought within herself. Lani, can I have you come up, please? Lani shared an amazing um, testimony two Sundays ago in the circle of truth here. And so I just wanted to share that again. Morning, fans. So last, it was last week, I was in Brisbane for a training and as we were lining up for, um, to get our, bug, our, buggage, our baggage weighed, the lady in front of me, um, she got her bags weighed and the limit is, come up here with me, the limit is seven um, kilograms and the man, the Jetstar man was like, oh, sorry, um, miss, your kilograms is nine, so you're going to have to either take some um, of your belongings out or you're going to have to pay $60. And so they had this conversation back and forth, back and forth um, about how she was like, oh, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've been over the weight before and they've never pulled me up. And then he, they just went on for a little while and he was pretty much, pretty much sticking to his guns. And he's like, no, you, you need to take some things out or you're going to have to pay the extra. And he just asked her to stand to the side so he could continue with the rest of the line. Then I went up, he weighed mine and mine went a little bit over, but he was like, oh, that's okay. It's just a little bit over. You're fine. And as I was walking away, um, I was like, oh, I just, yeah, well, this is really interesting because at that moment I was like, oh, Lani, you really need to go over and pay for that lady's baggage. And I'm like, nah, I can't do that. You know, I'm saving up for a wedding. I sort of need every penny that I can, I can, you know, save up. And so I walked away. Then it hit me again. Lani, you need to go and pay for that lady's baggage. So I went up to her and I just started chatting and I just said to her, you know, you're okay. You know, are you going to be able to pay for this? And she was like, oh, yeah, I should be able to, but I just, yeah, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed because I've gone over before and this hasn't happened. And I just said to her, oh, okay, well, you know, um, you know, if you need anything, just let me know. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I've got it. So I walked away and I'm like, yes, awesome. I didn't have to do anything. And then it came back again, go back and pay for the bag. And you just know, you know when it's God calling you because it's very, it's very persistent and it's, it's, it's very loud. And, and so I was like, okay. So I went up to the Jetstar man and I said to him, oh, would I be able to pay for that lady's extra baggage? And he looked at me a little bit confused and he was like, oh, if, if you want to, it doesn't really matter who pays for it, just someone needs to pay for it. And I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to do that. And he's like, okay, we'll just go over to her and um, get her boarding pass. So I go over to her and I just said to her, um, you know, I would like to pay for an upgrade for you. And she's like, no, 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 please don't do this. And I said, please just, you know, I would like to bless you in this way. I've been in a similar situation before. And we were just having this conversation. And then the man from Jetstar comes over and he's like, no, no, it's okay. Um, I'm just going to pretend that she's with you. Don't worry. You don't need to, um, you don't need to upgrade. And then we went, um, yeah. And then we went on and yeah, that, that was that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Now, I'm going to ask Lani a question, and I want you to listen to her answer. Lani, 
that conversation you had inside of yourself? Was it you or were you having a conversation with God? If you would have asked me this like a few years ago, I would have said it was just a feeling. It was just, you know, me thinking it or just wanted to do a good deed. But if I'm to be completely honest, I didn't want to do it kind of thing, as you saw in my dialogue just before. It was very back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, I really believe it is, you know, it is, it is God speaking to us. Every day he's speaking to us in so many different ways. And it's very easy just to be like, nah. You know, I don't want to listen to you and just keep moving on. Um, but, you know, I really believe that when we are obedient, that God always comes through. So, yeah, listen to that still, quiet voice. Thank you very much. Thank you. See, Lani had more than one conversation on that platform. She had a conversation with uh, the other woman. She had a conversation with the airport people. And she had a conversation with God. Do you understand that, saints, that sometimes when you're driving down the highway and you think inside of yourself, oh, I should uh, pull up here and do something. And then you pull up and then you have this amazing encounter and then you have this amazing conversation with somebody and then you lead that person to Christ. Do, do you want to take credit for that? Do you want to say to yourself, now, I thought about that. That's my, I take credit for that. No, I believe we cannot take credit for anything. I think we, every act that we do that is a, uh, an act of kindness, that is an act of gratitude, that is an act of, of, of selflessness, I believe every act that you do is a voice inside of you, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Say, no, Lani, you can't just leave that woman there. You go back and help her out. Hallelujah. We've got to stop taking credit for our thinking because we don't think that way. Well, like Lani, hey, I want to get out of here. I've got a wedding to prepare. I need to go. That's us. But then there's a still small voice inside of us that says, no, you're my servant. I'm your master. You do what I say, not what you want. Can we understand that? You see, I just didn't wake up one morning and say, I need Jesus. I believe every one of us heard the voice of God and came to that conclusion by those measures. Walking in the supermarket, there's a line there. There's a person behind you getting your groceries. In the back of your mind, you think, I should pay for this person's groceries. That's not you. That's not something you do naturally. It's not you. Don't take credit for something that God is doing inside of you. It's God speaking to his people. You see, my sheep hear my voice and they follow him. It's not you. You know that Jesus drove out the money changers in the temple and he said this, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Saints, if we take credit for what God is doing, we steal the glory away from God. And this doesn't become a congregation of saints. It becomes a den of thieves. God will not share his glory with flesh and blood. Understand? Hallelujah. It wasn't Lani. You heard Lani. I wanted to go. God said, no, you go back and do what I tell you to do. See, Peter knew that voice. And when he heard the voice on the water say, come, he knew the voice that he could trust in. And so he walks out upon the water. Saints, are we getting this? Is that getting through? Because sometimes we want to shield what we want to hear because we know that if I listen to this and I get it in my spirit, I'm going to have to do something. Amen? And sometimes we don't like to be uh, uncomfortable. 
We don't like to hear the truth or we don't like to hear these sort of things said because it means I have to change the way that I conduct myself from here on in. You know the truth now. It's not you. Don't take credit for something that God is doing. So she thought within herself, if I but touch, and Jesus himself said, and you can argue this point with me, you can say, but Jesus said, it's your faith that made you well, not my faith given you, but he said, your faith has made you well. Do you know, saints, in Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to each and every one of us a measure of faith. God has dealt to each and every one of us. Trevor, I don't have any money on me, but I do have my hanky. Now, I haven't used it. You trust, you trust me, brother? Just don't touch that. <laughs> if I was to give Trevor something, and I gave it to him honestly, not an Indian giver, if I was to give him something, and he gave it back to me, it's Trevor's giving it back to me. It's no longer mine. It's his And he gives it back to me. See, God gives you faith. And what you do with that faith, if you hear and you do what is heard, then you're giving back to God what God has given you in the first instance, which is faith. Amen? Understand that? Your faith is yours simply because God gave it to you. And he doesn't take that back. If you give it back to him, it's because you do what you heard. And isn't that what faith is all about? Hearing and doing what God has said we ought to do. Don't annoy that. Don't just regard that voice anymore. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will not always strive with man. So when he speaks to you, listen. The Bible actually says, let those who have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Not just ears to hear, but ears to hear, which means attentive hearing. See, I believe this woman with the issue of blood, when she heard about Jesus, it wasn't just an ordinary conversation. It wasn't like she passed by and somebody said, oh, you know, Jesus heals, heals people. No, I believe she listened to somebody preach the word of God. And as this man preached or this woman preached the word of God, she listened intentively. She listened for, for, uh, 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 purposefully. She listened so that she might understand. And in that environment, in that fertile ground of good soil, she heard. And what she heard was, if you but touch the hem of his garment, you will be made whole. So she's thinking, if I but touch, if I but touch, if I but touch. She, she didn't work this up. Previously to her hearing about Jesus, all she thought about was going to doctors. Then suddenly she hears about Jesus. Now she's got this thing in her mind, if I but touch the hem, if I but touch the hem. See, she had nothing to do with that. It was all to do with God. We are here today because God called us. You've heard his voice. You did what you heard. And now you sit here as a saint on your way to glory because you responded to his word. We cannot take any from that. We cannot take anything from that. It's all him. I need to get on. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And that faith you have can be expressed back to God by doing what you've heard. Objective thinking. Matthew 16. Jesus asked the disciples this question. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so Peter responds and he says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
and Jesus says this, Blessed are you, Peter, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. The Bible doesn't say anything about hearing a word. And yet Jesus responds with this, Blessed are you, Peter, because you've heard from God. Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. Let me ask you a question. Are you flesh and blood? Yeah. Was a woman flesh and blood? Flesh and blood don't speak like that to us. Flesh and blood says, hey, let's go to McDonald's and have a burger. Flesh and blood says, hey, let's get involved in this because it looks like fun. That's flesh and blood. The Spirit of God is calling us apart, separating us to himself, that he might make you and I the people of God that he intended in the first place. See, the Bible says that Christ-likeness that we put on is what brings glory to God, not flesh and blood. Flesh and blood cannot glory in the presence of God. Spirit of spirit. You know, the Bible says that my spirit, his spirit, bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. Now, it's preached here every Sunday, Jesus Christ, Lord. But until you hear from the spirit and it's revealed to you, it'll never become a life-changing experience until it's revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. You can sit under the word of God. Peter sat under Jesus' ministry for years. Jesus told him time and time again, I'm not from here. I'm from heaven. The Father sent me for this reason. Time and time again. Then one day the Spirit of God reveals it to him. And he says that amazing words. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says, hey, I'm going to build my church upon that revelation of people who know who they are and who Christ is in them. But most of all, people who know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? He's going to build his church on those sort of people. Hallelujah. You see, to reveal or to unveil means to uncover. It's when something is presented to the mind directly. To reveal is when prophets of, the prophets of old used to just sit down and they would meditate on God. They would meditate, just sit and wait. And God would speak to them. Then they would get up and speak the word of God into their every circumstance. You see, it's that the Bible says that they, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings of the eagles. They shall run and not faint. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. We, we're, we're waiting people. <clears throat> now, why did, pe- why did people... Oh, sorry, let me, let me give one ex- more example from that to support this... Um, uh, object of faith. Sorry, I'm all, I'm all flabbergasted now. Uh, one more scripture. The, uh, Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden. Remember the story? Most of us have heard it. They're in the Garden of Eden. And um, uh, the Bible says that they sinned and it describes that experience as their eyes being opened. And the Bible says they saw that they were naked and tried to cover each other. Okay, understand that? It's like when they go back to God now, they go back and walk in the, the garden with the Father once more. Um, Adam says, we heard you walking in the garden. God says, where are you? He says, we heard you walking in the garden, but we were naked, and so we didn't come. Now, this is what God says in response to that. They're saying, we saw that we were naked. They're taking responsibility, of course, 
but they're also taking credit. They say, we saw that we were naked and we hid ourselves. God says this in response to that. Who told you you were naked? Amen? You get it? Their eyes were open. They saw. And then God says to them, Who told you you were naked? Do you know that I am clothed with the righteousness of Christ? Do you know that you are clothed with the righteousness of Christ? And to see the fault that you have is to lift up his righteousness and look on your nakedness. Understand that? The pure in heart will see God, but those hearts that are not pure before God will see fault. Amen? As a people, our hearts are pure before God. We will see the righteousness of Christ in each and every life. Yeah? Hallelujah. Let me just finish with this. I won't get into, I won't get into why Peter sank. I might leave it for another day. We won't ask that question, why did Peter sink? If you want to know, come and ask me and I'll give you my interpretation of that. The Bible says that faith is the evidence. Faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence. That's the faith that comes from God. The faith that God gave you by measure that you now proceeded to exercise under whatever circumstance. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the evidence. Presumption is the evidence where there is no other evidence. Presumption is the evidence when there is no other evidence. See, presumption means to act proudly. The psalm said in Psalm 19.13, keep thy servant from presumptuous sin, and then I shall be blameless. Keep thy servant from presumptuous sin. And let me tell you why it's a sin. 2 Peter 2.10, according to the flesh, they are presumptuous. According to the flesh, they are presumptuous. Hallelujah. Was it Peter's idea or was it a God idea? You see, Peter's life began by following the voice of Jesus. And in fact, our journey began by hearing, hearing his voice. You see, saints, it's, it's hard to explain something that is spiritual awareness. It's hard to understand, if you don't understand the supernatural, to know that there is somebody inside of you. It's, it's so easy to just pass that by and say, no, you know, I, and I've actually heard people say to me, on many occasions, I have never heard the voice of God. What they're basically saying is I'm here under my own strength. Because my Bible tells me no one comes to Jesus unless they hear from the Father. You must have heard his voice. Every one of us must have heard his voice. You understand? Even though it wasn't a loud voice booming... The voice of God is not, hey, Jason, old man, you going? Your interpretation of that. I'll just copy your interpretation. It's that small, still voice you hear within here that speaks to you. And you know it's God because it's definitely not you. 
That's good. You're saying, yeah, I need this money so I can get wedded. Sort of like a sign of desperation or sort. But never mind. We're going to get married. I need this money. And a small voice inside Alani, which is why I've asked her, and I only confronted her this morning. Thank you for doing that. Why I asked her? Because I wanted her to convey that message that she had this conversation inside of herself. It wasn't a hearing through here. It was hearing through spiritual ears. Amen? Yes, some do. I heard the voice of God. I've heard his voice. It came over the top of a uh, four diesel, two diesels humming away inside of a tin shed. And all that noise that was going on with a pair of earmuffs on, in amongst all that noise, God spoke to me very clearly, if I be lifted up. That's all he said. So I know the voice of God. I know it when I drive past somebody I'm supposed to pull up because then I have that conversation. Yeah, but I'm going to Brisbane. I want to get there. No, you pull up. I know that conversation that when I'm in the supermarket and you're going through your needs because you need this stuff to eat, don't you? And then God suddenly drops a thought in your head, in your mind. Go and speak to that lady. Oh, I haven't got time. I've got the kids. I've got this. I've got that. I need to get home. And then again, go and speak to that person. And then suddenly you say, okay, I'll go and have a talk. And it's the best conversation you've ever had because it becomes a conversation about Jesus. Amen? Let's do, are we all here? Yeah? That last song again? No? Can we do that last one? Yeah. Saints, let's all stand together. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. In Galatians 3, 3, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And of course, the answer to that is no. Ephesians 3.10, Paul says, that I might know him and the power that raised him. You see, only one person heard in the midst of that boat. In amongst the 12 people, there were 12 people in the boat, only one person heard the voice of God. Only one person got out of the boat, which suggests to me that Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with every one of us. Now, he might call you by number, he might call you one off but he will call you. And what you do with what you heard then becomes a long-term relationship. See, Jesus responded to the desire in Peter's heart, not to what he said through his words. Peter had a desire to be like Jesus, to walk on the water like Jesus, not swim through it, not, to, not our own understanding of how he might bridge that gap, not swim, not fly over it, transported in some form, but to walk on the water like Jesus. You see, if you want to be like Jesus, and I believe that's, the deeper you can, that's as, day, as deep as you can go in your personal walk with him. If you want to be like him, you need to ask, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And whether it's walking on the water in this instance, swimming or over it, the desire has to be to be like Jesus. And to you and to you alone, if the desire exists, to you and to you alone, he will say, come. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website 
www.withsundayacc.com.au.